0: Happy Halloween. Einstein said the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. That is exactly what the left is doing when it comes to the economy. Texas scores a big win, sort of. The kicker with the big win is they probably should have never, this should have never been contested in the first place. And even the Los Angeles Police Department, isn't protected from censorship. This is Gene, and you're wa- listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you're having a great Halloween. I don't know if you're dressing up today. Apparently, most adults are not dressing up during Halloween, which... Seems like it might be a good thing. I mean, maybe adults need to grow up. Now, I do dress up during Halloween, but usually it's because of the kids, the grandkids. It appears that we are not going to have the grandkids today, so I will not be dressing up. But, you know, first thing we need to talk about is what's really scary. The true scariness of our world. The true scariness, the true terror in our society. And that comes to the economy. Now, I said in the introduction, uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, that's exactly what the socialists have been trying to do. The, the American left. So let's 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 talk a little bit. First off, I'm going to show a video. And this is apparently an economics teacher, a, a female. So I, I watched this because I thought, Okay, she's going to basically be for socialism. Yeah, no, she wasn't. Uh, Let's listen to what she had to say about... Let's see what she had to say about socialism and how it works. Maybe we can learn something here.
1: Let me tell you a scary story. An economics professor at a local college made a statement that she had never failed a single student before, but had recently failed an entire class insisted that socialism worked that no one would be poor and no one would be rich a great equalizer the professor then said okay we will have an experiment in this class all grades will be averaged and everyone will receive the same grade no one will fail but no one will receive an a either after the first test the grades were averaged and everyone got a b the students who studied hard were upset and the students who studied little were happy round. The students who studied little studied even less. And the ones who studied hard decided they wanted a free ride too, so they studied little. The second average test result was a D. No one was happy. When the third test rolled round, the average was an F. As the test proceeded, the scores never improved. As bickering, name-calling and blame all resulted in hard feelings. And no one would study for the of anyone else to their great surprise all failed and the professor told them that socialism would ultimately fail because when the reward is great the effort to succeed is great when the government takes away all the reward no one will try or want to succeed and that is socialism my friends a race to the bottom
0: so the question might be why did i bring this up on halloween Well, the UAW, the United Autos Workers Union, just declared that their strike is over. And they basically got everything they wanted. Now, what they actually said was, we squeezed every penny we could out of them, which is management. So that's just as bad. That's just as scary. So essentially, what's going to happen is they're going to go through a vote. And then that vote, the workers will say yay or nay. We don't really know what was in the contract. We don't know what is in the offer that was accepted. Are they only going to be working four days a week and get paid for 40? Are they all going to receive benefits? Well, according to an economist, the scary part of this is not whether or not they receive benefits. Or whether or not the hours they work and things like that. That's all bad. But the scariest part about this contract is did the auto makers, did the actual management for the auto makers actually agree to eliminate the tiered salary system? Now, what is the tiered salary system? The tiered salary system means I have absolutely no experience in putting together a car. And I start off, I get hired by GM, and they pay me the minimum because I don't have the experience. Maybe I don't have the education. I I don't really have much to offer, but they're uh, giving me a job anyway. So they, they they give me the minimum. And as I work and as I show my value to the company, I get paid more until finally I become a senior. So a guy who has all the certifications, a guy who is has worked there for 20 years, he gets the high tier, he gets the most money, he gets the most benefits. Someone like me who just walks in basically starts on the bottom. I don't get all the benefits, I don't get the pay, things like that. Well, the question is, did the man- management of the automakers, actually agree to eliminate the tiered system if they did this is pure socialism and it's being implemented in our economy now why is this a problem well this has been done several times specifically China Mao Zedong did this back in the 70s where he eliminated all the tiers everyone was paid the same and the idea was equity. That's what it was. That's what the thought was at the time, which is what communism is about. The problem is it led to people half-assing it. So the people who had all the experience, who had all the credentials, who had all the certifications, the education, been in, been in that industry for 20, 30 years, were suddenly paid the same as somebody who had no idea what he was doing. And so what ended up happening? The people at the highest tiers didn't see the point of working hard because the people at the lowest tiers didn't know what they were doing, couldn't work as hard, couldn't had no value to the company, but they were paid exactly the same. So the higher tier workers were doing all the work while the lower tier workers We're real motivated to to improve, to do more work, to educate themselves, to become better. And so what happened? The upper tier people said F it, and they actually just went down to the lower tier. And it was a disaster, especially when it came to agriculture. China has had one major issue in their entire lives, in their entire existence, It's been food. It's been um, starvation. Russia, Soviet Union, I'm sorry, let's not call it Russia. Though the Soviet Union today, the Russia today is a lot like the Soviet Union. Let's not forget Vladimir Putin, a bad guy, really bad guy. Vladimir Putin was a member of the KGB under the Soviet Union. Vladimir Putin has said several times he believes the Soviet Union is the way to go. That communism is the way to go and that damn um, that damn, uh, Gorbachev effed it all up, okay? But that was the big problem with the Soviet Union too. They were hiring people who were librarians, who were shoemakers at high level positions because of who they knew. And nobody wanted to kill themselves to work because there was no point. They didn't get anything. They were all paid the same. Well, in China, it led to famine because agriculture just went extinct because anybody could do agriculture. The only problem is the people who really understood agriculture didn't do it because they figured, well, I'm getting paid the same as Johnny down the street. So skip it. I'm not going to do it. And that's exactly what happened. And it ended up causing no innovation, stagnation, economic downturns, famine, death. This crap that that social—it's it, a—it's it's the same old story. Whenever I talk to someone who's for socialism, I ask them, "Why are you for social?" Nowhere in the world has socialism worked. Nowhere. From and socialism has been around a lot longer than than capitalism. Socialism communes are socialistic in nature, and no commune has lasted. Most communes end up being, um, being, being cults. Kibbutzes in in Israel, which are communes typically are either not real socialists or they don't work. Bernie Sanders belonged to a kibbutz and because he didn't work, he got kicked out. This is the problem with the understanding is, is socialism has never, ever, ever, ever worked. And what's their response? I'm sure you've gotten it. When you've had debates with people, they've said it wasn't done right. Well, can I tell you something? If it wasn't done right, and that's fine, why do you guys keep doing the same thing? Elimination, eliminating salary tiers is standard socialism. Everyone used to do that. It's never worked. Taking, to the ri- taking from the rich and giving to the poor has been done. High taxes has been done everywhere in socialist societies. It's never worked. You guys keep saying it's just never been done correctly. And the question I have is, but you're doing the same thing they did. How is it gonna be any different today that we're doing it than when the Russians did it, than when the Chinese did it, than when the Cubans did it, than when the Venezuelans did it? Because you're implementing the same policies they did. Joe Biden has implemented the same policies, socialistic policies. And look at the horror we're going through right now. Inflation, we are basically in in hyperinflation right now. We're looking at being uh, in a recession. We're probably already, we're probably going to be in a recession After everybody blows their money because of the pandemic, everyone got all sorts of money. Now we're going to blow it. I know everyone's saying the GDP is at 4.9%. The GDP is at 4.9% because people are spending. That's not helping inflation at all. And, And the reality is, I know Joe Biden is touting this, but it's not helping anything. It's just making things worse. When you go to McDonald's, And you buy a value meal, and that value meal is $14, which we'll get to maybe maybe today. I mean, you're not, there's no value there. There's there's no, we're not running well. When I'm paying $16 a pound for steak, I mean, this is not, of course, if GDP is going to go up, because I'm spending $16 a pound for steak. What's going to happen when I don't have that money? And that's the problem with socialism. They don't think about that either. Eventually, everybody's going to be broke. And that's the problem with socialism. If, if everyone, if the poor have to be made equal to the rich, then there's not going to be any rich people and everyone will be poor. And also the ironic, the stupid thing is that everyone thinks that Elon Musk Oh, if he just gave away all his money, we would all be middle class. How much money do you guys think he has? Not enough to make everyone, not enough to make everyone stable, not enough to make everyone middle class by any stretch of the imagination. But again, that's one of the reasons why they don't teach math in math class anymore because they don't want people actually doing the math. Okay. So let's get to our first story. Okay. So the Biden administration has been doing absolutely everything they possibly can, everything they can to allow complete open borders, let everybody and their mother through. Texas, on the other hand, Greg Abbott being the governor, has decided that, you know, we got to stop them because the problem is everyone's going into Texas and they're not going anywhere else. Of course, he decided, all right, we're going to start sending people to different cities, and that's worked. That has worked. Joe Biden is getting nothing but crap for that, which is absolutely fantastic. I won't lie. I'm, I'm thrilled that's happening. I know it's called a political stunt, but it's working because now Democratic cities are beginning to feel the crunch. But one of the things that Greg Abbott has been doing is going in and actually setting up bo- boundaries, it between on the border of texas boundaries that include flotillas which block people from swimming across the rio grande river setting up uh setting up barbed wire building the wall building wall setting up uh setting up storage containers along the border to things that people can't climb he's put guards on the on the border and all of it has worked, but the Biden administration has gone to court every time to block them. As a matter of fact, the Border Patrol, which is a federal agency, has gone out of their way to go in and remove and cut down the barbed wire so that the illegals can come in. Border Patrol has been helping illegals get through the barbed wire. And... You're just kind of thinking to yourselves, what the hell? Well, finally, the worm might be turning. The worm might be turning. According to the Post Millennial, a federal judge has halted the Biden administration's move to prevent Texas from securing its southern border. Texas, which has installed razor wire and other barriers to prevent illegal immigrants, illegal aliens, let's call them what they are, they're illegal aliens, from flooding into the country, has raised the ire of the Biden administration for having the gall to keep America safe from mass migration. Texas installed wire and buoy barriers only for the Biden administration border, Biden's border patrol to remove or cut those barriers. Now a federal judge has said that, at least temporarily, Biden can't get his way. The, Texas, the state of Texas has taken up a suit against the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Customs, and Border Protection, Border Patrol, and the officials that head those agencies demanding a restraining order to prevent them from meddling in the state's border protection efforts. So in other words, the Border Patrol, which is being told to cut down the barriers or take down the barriers, are saying, wait a minute, we don't want to do that. So they're joining with Texas to sue the Biden administration saying, hey, let us do our job. Our job is to protect the border. It's not to open the border. Continuing. The motion for a temporary restraining order was granted until such time that as, quote, the parties have an opportunity to present evidence at a preliminary injunction hearing before the court, end quote. Now, here's the thing. I don't know how this is happening except that judges, judges have become activists. But this should not this should be a slam dunk. The Biden administration should lose this easily. Because it's the federal government's job to protect the border from illegal aliens, That's their job. As a matter of fact, an illegal alien crossing the border is illegal because it's already in our laws. Joe Biden is breaking the law. He is committing a felony by allowing these people over. Those laws were not created by the president. Likewise, those laws cannot be taken down by the president. (coughs) Can't be ignored by the president. And that's exactly what's happening. So any judge worth his salt, any judge that knows the law, should already know. Well, the Biden administration can't do that. So this should easily be struck down. As a matter of fact, a judge should sit back and say, uh, "No, uh, Joe Biden is breaking the law and in contempt of court." Someone should do something. I mean, this is what Joe Biden doing is, is doing is illegal. Congress voted on these laws. Congress didn't overturn these laws. And by the way, it's only Congress that can make those laws. Joe Biden can't do that. He's not the king. So it's something to think about. It's good to see because so far, most of the judges have gone with the Biden administration. Well, it's the federal government's job. The The border is the federal government's job. It's not a state. It's not the state's job. And the judges are right. But the fact is, the government is breaking the law. So something has got to come down. this is probably going to go to the Supreme Court because I got a, because I've got a feeling that um, this judge is going to hear the arguments and this judge is going to overrule them and I can't imagine this is not going to go to the Supreme Court where they'll probably lose. We'll have to see. okay, let's take a look at the next story now I'm going to do dumbasses of the day at the end, so I got to really watch the time. Well, apparently no one is immune to censorship. Absolutely no one is immune to censorship. According to the Post Millennial, YouTube has disabled the, police depart- the Los Angeles Police Department's account after the agency posted a video that allegedly shows a brutal attack. YouTube soon deleted the video and then later pulled the LAPD's channel entirely. Yeah, there's a shocker. So um, basically, let's get to it. The LAPD decided to post a video of somebody being beaten because they're looking for the suspect. But it was a violent attack. And so YouTube didn't like it and they pulled it. And then they said... Hell, screw it. We'll just kill the LAPD's account altogether because let's face it, the LAPD is the LAPD is evil anyway. Continuing with the story, so we can hear exactly what happened. The LAPD said the account was quote temporarily suspended after posting a video of, of a brutal attack end quote that transpired just before eleven forty five a.m. on Saturday morning. Reports KTLA five. Now I just want to point out. um Crime is so rampant in Los Angeles that a brutal attack can happen at 11.45 a.m., basically broad daylight, and criminals don't care. Continuing, quote, we have appealed the suspension and have been denied, end quote, the LAPD posted on X, formerly known as Twitter. This brutal attack that apparently motivated YouTube to censor the LAPD account, was from an attack in Venice, California on September 28. Two men with bicycles were seen repeatedly punching and kicking a male victim. Then they walked away from him, only to return to beat him unconscious with bolt cutters. The department says it has been requesting the public's assistance to help identify the suspects from the attack. So what is YouTube's goal here? Is it to protect the public from seeing the violence that is actually happening? I've always had a problem with protecting the public from violence. Protecting the public from this stuff. I don't buy this. The public needs to see the violence. Maybe the public will get sick and tired of the violence eventually. And the public will actually want something done about it. But see, that's the political motive I think is behind YouTube. One, they don't like the police, so they would probably dying to suspend the police or suspend LAPD's account forever because the LAPD is, let's face it, evil. That's why they need to be defunded. Second, the violence shows the violence that's happening on the streets. This stuff is a daily occurrence. This is a daily event. They don't want people to see what's happening on the streets because they want the people to allow this stuff for equity or whatever. I mean, YouTube needs to be sued completely into the ground for something like this. And by the way, I think the same thing with the Israel-Hamas war. I think we should see it all. I think we should see the violence. I think we should see the beatings, the beheadings. I I never understood why people, these, these media outlets have been hiding all this violence from us. Because this violence is what's happening. And maybe if we saw it, we wouldn't, be so, we wouldn't have all these anti-Semitic protests. Maybe if people saw the beheading of a baby, which, by the way, Israel did release to the media, but it hasn't been made public. If people saw this grotesque violence that these people are doing, there wouldn't be so much sympathy for all of these, these I was almost cussed, for all of these terrorists because I think that's a real problem. Okay, so LAPD is gone. Uh, you can expect there's going to be more of this. Because I guarantee you this is an activist move. This is a political move. This isn't a move to protect us from what we see. Okay? I guarantee you if a white supremacist was beating the, sh- the garbage out of a black guy, I mean, and, and it was posted if we took if a white supremacist took bolt cutters and started beating the crap out of a black guy, I guarantee you, guarantee it, YouTube wouldn't ban that video, no matter how violent it was. But because this is, and of course the races aren't mentioned, for all we know, it's a black on black crime, for all we know, it's a Hispanic on black crime, a black on Hispanic crime, a Hispanic on white crime, we don't know what it is. I, I haven't seen the video. But I can guarantee you, if it was a white-on-black crime, it would not be removed, even if it was the exact same scenario. All right. I think I told you so might be in order here. And I would really puff out my chest here if it weren't for the fact that I think everyone saw this coming. According to the Daily Wire, Disney pushed back on its release of the live-action Snow White a full year after getting slammed for its woke messaging. The live-action film was supposed to be released in March of next year, and there was no reason given for pushing Snow White's release from 2024 to 2025, as there has been significant amount of controversy surrounding Disney's latest live-action adaptation. Well, I I think we can pretty much guess as to why this is being pushed back a year. Because the actress, Rachel Zegler, is an asshole and nobody wants to see the film. And then not to mention other versions, other non-woke versions of Snow White. Daily Wire, for example, which is why the Daily Wire is producing this. They're not the only ones, by the way. This is all over the internet. Uh, Daily Wire is creating its own version of Snow White, but they're creating the, the Brothers Grimm version of Snow White. Which, by the way, is quite violent. And it's it's quite dark, so it's going to be the. It may be for adults. Everyone forgets the Brothers Grimm <coughs> did not write their fairy tales for children. They wrote their fairy tales for adults. They're parables, and they're very dark. All of them are extremely. Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is extreme. Snow White. It's called Snow White. is extremely dark. Um. The the story of of Hansel and Gretel, extremely dark. These are not comfortable. These are not. They're very violent stories. So they're going to follow. I can't wait to see that one. So they're going to follow the they're going to follow the Brothers Grimm's fairy tale, which should be interesting. And by the way, the fairy the Brothers Grimm fairy tale had a white woman as Snow White. Daily Wire is going to have a white woman as Snow White, so that'll be interesting to see uh continuing with the article they're going to talk about rachel zelger zelger zegler excuse me lead actress rachel zegler who by the way is half colombian and looks hispanic which is weird because snow white's supposed to be white i don't know uh has been that's why her name is snow white lead actress rachel zegler has been slammed for her comments about the original storyline which involved the titular character falling in love with a handsome prince prince She basically called that creepy and made it into her being a victim for somehow. I don't know how. Anyway, another video showed Zegler bragging about how the new Snow White wasn't going to be saved by the prince or dreaming about true love. While it remains unknown if Zegler's comments had anything to do with Disney's delaying the release, experts have already said the actress' woke of Snow White could tank the Disney remake. Gee, you think? Disney is not learning. When they did the live-action Aladdin, it, it died. They did the live-action uh, Little Mermaid, it, it died. Now they're doing it again with... Uh... And there are a couple of live-actions that they did... I don't even remember because they were so bad. They never even made it to the theaters. So they just keep going with in this direction. Um, of course, the dwarves aren't dwarves, which is weird. So this is going to be a disaster for them. They can delay it for two years. They may cancel the whole thing. That's coming. Or it might go straight to Disney+. Plus. I don't know. We'll have to see. Okay, our next story. Uh, this is funny. So GDP, I told you last month, GDP went up four point nine percent, which is great. I mean, that's that's it keeps us out of a recession. But according to to the Wall Street Journal, it's not a great thing because that just means that inflation keeps flying. Well, one of the and basically what GDP is how it is calculated is how much Americans are spending. Now, we're in hyperinflation right now. So yeah, we're spending a lot, but we're not getting a lot from what we're spending. So apparently that has a lot to do with the GDP. And I didn't understand this until I read until I read the Wall Street Journal article. They basically said, well, things are going so far up in price. People are spending more but they're spending on more on gasoline, food, things like that. So the GDP is going up. They're not people haven't quite altered their behavior yet. But the reality is things keep going up. So the GDP is high. What's going to happen when people start running out of money? Like I said, steak is running at $16 a pound now. And that's good steak. That's New York steak. That's ribeye. That's that's a good steak. But even hamburger meat is way up. Hamburger meat's like $7, $8 a pound. And hamburger meat's cheap. Um, chicken just maxed out again last month. It's back down. But chicken, I bought chicken wings, a pack of chicken wings for $20. That's insane. They're chicken wings. So that's part of the problem. Well, here's here's another part of the problem. Um, day-to-day expenses for, for people who are, who are buying food. And by the way, who does this affect? Poor people. So let's take a look at this. McDonald's. This is from the New York Post. McDonald's on Monday reported that its revenue was up 14% in the latest quarter. A surge, a surge. the burger giant said, was driven by strategic menu increase, price increases. The golden arches. Now there's a kicker here. You got to put a big red flag, big asterisk there. Because this is not this is kind of a uh, an iffy thing. You know, they say they went up 14% last year. Uh, okay, but The Golden Archers brought in a total of 6.69 billion in revenue for the 3-month period ended, which ended September 30th, beating expectations of 6.58 billion according to a Refinitive analyst. However, McDonald's has 13,513 restaurants in the US of over 38,000 abroad. Did not disclose how much the franchiser had increased prices, which generally vary between locations. Here's the kicker McDonald's is a franchise. So when a franchiser, when someone who owns a franchise goes in and they control their prices, And so they may raise their prices above what McDonald's recommends to charge. So, for example, right now a Big Mac is costing $7.50 for a sandwich. I kid you not, McDonald's Big Macs used to be $2. Now they are $7.50. But in New York, they're going to be a lot higher. And that's what they're basically pointing out here. One branch in Darien, Connecticut, charges as much as $18 for a Big Mac combo meal, which includes medium fries and a medium soft drink. Meanwhile, the same Big Mac combo meal will run Hungry patriots $13.69 at a McDonald's in Times Square. Shares of McDonald's closed up 1.79% to $260.15. Net income rose $2.3 billion, up from $1.98 billion in the same period last year. The same store sales in the U.S. increased 8.1%, again attributed to price hikes. So here's the big question we've got to ask, and we've got to ask this question. Okay, what are the franchises, uh, franchises making? Are they seeing these profits, or are they raising their prices because they don't have the workers, they have a major supply chain crisis problem. They can't get the meat. The meat has gone up. Everything has gone up. So McDonald's makes it based on what the franchises are telling them. But the question is what are the costs for the franchises? I went to McDonald's the other day, ordered a Big Mac value meal, $13. Josie went to Jack in a Box, which is relatively cheap. Ordered a, a ultimate cheeseburger meal. It cost thirteen dollars. Jack in a Box is cheap. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. But uh, here's the, here's the reality. Again, this is I, I don't like the way the, I don't like the way they they push this because it's basically saying that uh, all these companies are making tons of money so we should raise taxes on them. That's what this comes down to. McDonald's says, oh, we're doing fantastic. So then the government sits there and says, well, let's now tax the franchises because they're making so much money. That's what happens. All right. Let's get to our dumbasses of the day. Okay, we got... We got a few dumbasses of the day here, and we got some winners. So the first one—that's why I decided to do this a little earlier than the normal. And if you're watching the video, this is going to be split up. So here we go, Karen Jean Pierre. So Karen, this is a problem. I actually feel sorry for Karen Jean Pierre here. She's put in, in a just an absolutely crappy position. This gal has to sit there and justify not calling all of these anti-semitic protesters slash rioters extremists because they're on her side and you can hear her absolutely struggle and she's really having problems with this and I I'm not surprised I'm not at all surprised so here she is trying to explain her way out of this without Actually, calling them extremists, and the person who's interviewing her, of course, Peter Ducey. Peter Ducey is just her. She's going to be. She's going to be seventy-five years old, sitting in an old folks' home, having nightmares about Peter Ducey asking her questions. I'm even surprised she has not quit yet because of this. So here she goes. Uh, let's listen to her try and answer why these anti-Semitic rioters. Uh, who are basically calling for the extinction of Israel and the genocide of the Jews? Why? I mean, they are literally saying put them in gas chambers. They are saying this now. Um, explain why they're not extremists and all this stuff. And of course, you you can assume right off the back that Joe Biden has been very clear because that that seems to be something she always throws in there whenever she's stuck between a rock and a hard place and that she's going to ramble on for 20 minutes. So let's listen. Thank you, Corine. Does President Biden think the anti-Israel protesters in this country are extremists?
2: What I can say is what we've been very clear about this when it comes to anti-Semitism, there is no place we have to make sure that we speak against it very loud uh, and be uh, and be very clear about that. Remember what the president decided to, when the president decided to run for president is what he saw in Charlottesville in 2017 when we, he saw uh, neo-Nazis marching down the streets of Charlottesville uh, with vile anti-Semitic uh, just hatred, and he was very clear then, and he's very clear now. Uh, He's taken actions against this over the past two years, and he's continued to be clear, there is no place, no place for this type of vile and this this kind of rhetoric.
0: We hear you guys, though, talk about extremists all the time. It is usually about MAGA extremists. So what about these protesters who are making Jewish students feel unsafe on college campuses? Are they extremists? I've been
2: very, very clear. We are calling out any form of hate any form of hate it is not acceptable it should not be acceptable here and we are going to continue to call that out and let and let me be very clear this is a president that has continued to have that fight in his office in this administration you know when he repealed Trump's Muslim ban on his very first first day in office that is something that this president did uh, he also established an interpolicy committee to counter Islamophobia anti-Semitism and related forms of bias and discrimination. We have taken this very, very, very seriously from the president all the way on down.
0: Okay, in other words, uh, yes, they're extremists. In other words, yes, they're extremists. They're all extremists. She can't say that, though. That's the problem. She cannot say that. And, of course, then she tries this. This is, this is an old, this is such a sorry trick. It just flat out doesn't work. She deflects it. Well, Trump and his Muslim ban. I mean, well, Trump's Muslim ban wasn't a Muslim ban. He banned people coming from six countries, and one of them was North Korea. So they, they, it wasn't a Muslim ban. It was a ban against countries that hated the United States and allowing people in. That, that's what it was. And it was because of the threat of terrorism. And one of those countries wasn't Muslim. So it, 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 she, it's a pathetic attempt to sit back and say, hey, yeah, they're extremists, but we can't call them extremists because they're also our base. And that's what it comes down to. And she's caught between a rock and a hard place. Joe Biden knows these are extremists. He's all but said it. KGP knows they're extremists. And she's all but said it. She she believes they're extremists. But she can't say it because she'd be calling half her voters extremists. So what do you do? You bring up white supremacists. You just proved Peter Ducey's point. You just said that white supremacists are extremists. So can you say that the pro-terrorist faction of your party are extremists? She can't do it. She can't do it. Even though She just did it with, again, Peter Ducey's point. You keep pointing out that the MAGA and that the white supremacists and that Donald Trump, they're all extremists. And you sit back and answer by calling white supremacists, MAGA, and Donald Trump extremists. So why don't you just call call it what it is? Call call. The, that group, extremists. Because they are. She can't do it. See, this is a big problem the, the Democrats are going to have. They're really going to have a problem with this. Uh, it's because they... This is a line. This is a red line that Biden, if he crosses that red line, oh my God, he's going to look like a radical. And he's going to look like an extremist. And it's going to be used against him during the elections. But if he doesn't cross that line, if he stands on that line, then you're going to have your base on the left sitting back and saying, "You're not truly a leftist. We shouldn't vote for you because you're not you're not a true supporter." They're caught between a rock and a hard place. And by the way, um, Biden is now losing to Trump, according to polls. He's losing to Trump by about ten points. So, so the reality now is that this problem. The colors are shown. The feathers are the feathers are are open. It, it's everyone can see your true colors now. And the problem is, Joe Biden likes to dance from one thing to another wherever he can be popular. He's like Gavin Newsom in that case, dancing from one place to another. Uh, just you know, screaming about whatever is 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 popular at the time. The problem is. Uh, This is not an area where he can do it. Because if he sits back and says, yeah, well, you know, what is it? Uh, Free Palestine, from the river to the sea? That's anti-Semitic. And he knows it. And he can't say it. But he can't call his people extremists. He can't say, well, from the river to the sea is actually a song about genocide, which it is. He can't say that because his, his base... That's what they're made up of. This is going to kill Democrats. Everyone's bitching and moaning about not having a Speaker of the House. I got news for you. The Speaker of the House thing, that thing was forgotten. That While Republicans are all fighting about this, everyone was paying attention to Israel and Palestine. You notice that? Republicans scored. Let's see if they can avoid effing it up. Okay, here's our next uh, dumbass, and this is the real dumbass. This is a guy... Who looks like a guy, who talks like a guy, but he wears a dress and he grew his hair out and wears makeup. So he thinks he's a chick and he gets mad whenever someone, he's going from restaurant, this is two minutes of him going from restaurant to restaurant to restaurant and him being misgendered. Now, I got to be honest with you. I don't know how many restaurants this guy actually went to. It looks like this is New York. But I don't know how many restaurants he actually went to. He could have gone to like 700 restaurants. And these four or five are the ones that that they misgendered. Let's be honest. This guy went out to be misgendered so he can make a a TikTok video. Okay, so let's listen to him. And when you listen to him, you're going to be able to tell that this is a guy. And he looks like a guy. Just wearing a dress and a beret and makeup. Let's watch. It looks like uh, he's having a uh, nice feast. She, 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 her. Yeah. yeah it's that. okay. It's all good.
3: But it was not all good. Hi. I use she, her pronouns. I'm not sir. Oh, so sorry. Yeah, like, it, it, it's like a knife in the heart. Sorry. I also, I did specifically ask ahead of time not to be called sir. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just going to go. Oh. Okay. Yeah, the so sweet water go starts at, yes, okay. Sir? Not, I mean, not,
2: I, I, I'm so sorry. I apologize.
3: You're just always like a knife. It always hurts. Every single time. I was wondering if there's a manager I could talk to about something that happened. Yeah, I, I was called sir. Oh, okay. It just really sucks every time it happens. i sorry about that. I don't need to be called ma'am. Okay. I just need to not be called sir, you know? Thank you. Did you call me sir? I, I just want to tell you that the person who gave me this called me sir. What? Call me sir.
2: Oh. Yeah, that's- it's just
3: like, it kind of just hurts a lot to get called sir. Oh,
2: sorry about that. Okay.
3: Very good. Right, thank, thank you, you so you, much. Sir. No. Thank oh, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I'm not a sir. <sighs> Nothing like a good misgendering. It does. It is a knife in the gut when I get called sir. I, I feel like I need to tell him. <laughs> I need to tell him that that hurt. It hurts more and it's not intentional because it means, like, this did, This is sir to him. I know you didn't mean it, but I'm not a sir. I'm so
0: sorry.
3: It's okay. I know you didn't mean it. It's just, you know, it hurts. I know when people clock me, it's it's fine, but, like, it does kind of hurt. Thank you. I'm not sir. Oh, sorry. Mm. Yeah. Not sir. Not sir. But The guy who dropped the, the, the food off, he called me sir twice in a row.
0: Yeah, and that and thank you i appreciate that i go to i go to restaurants all the time i go to Starbucks all the time not because i like Starbucks but because my stepdaughter and my ex my wife likes Starbucks not my ex-wife my wife likes starbucks and there are people in there there's a there's a chick in the local Starbucks she's a woman but she wears a pin that has every pronoun except her correct pronoun She has they, them, he, his. I think she's got a zhi, jing or whatever. These are are the people. And by the way, that's a two-minute video. That guy was at a different restaurant. He went to a bunches of restaurants. Again, I'm not sure he was misgendered as much. He probably picked the three videos where he was misgendered. Okay, he it's a he hip This is why I do I misgender. I go out of my way or I don't use gender. Or if I one of the habits I have is sir ma'am, that's because of the army, so I call everyone sir ma'am. And when someone sits back and says, uh, "Excuse me, I'm a, I'm a sir," and it's obviously a woman, I'll sit there and say, "Give me my coffee." And I've done this before. I do this all the time. There was one time, the first time I was confronted by some soy boy about him being a she-her was the only time I sat there and I was caught tongue-tied because it was the first time I'd been caught. Never again. I always, now, whenever I misgender, and by the way, I'm not misgendering, I'm just using the right pronouns. That's essentially what I'm doing. Uh, I, whenever someone says something, I say, uh, just pack my, pack my bags. Charge, uh, let me pay you. Nothing pisses me off more than being told that I'm misgendering someone when I'm in your store, in your business, requesting your sir, giving you money for your service, and then you say I'm doing something wrong. F you. I hope you guys have a great Halloween. I'll talk to you tomorrow, and God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.